giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's Friday, and y'all know what that means. Good morning, good people. Welcome to AZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Y'all know, yes, that's right, that's right, Wavy. Feel Good Friday, Freaky Friday, whatever you want to call it, it's Friday, and I love to bring it in with some energy because I love Fridays. Who doesn't love Fridays? Ah, oh, man, I'm ready. All right, coming up today, we're going to take a look at a few areas the Cowboys can improve, right? And I'm going to give y'all my favorite picks, my Friday favorite picks of the week for the slate of Dallas Cow or a slate of football because Cowboys don't play this weekend. All right, so I'll give y'all some picks. And then we'll go into the Fan Friday mailbag segment. And, of course, have the phone lines open. You go right there, 351-999-3787. 351-999-3787. It's Friday. This is for y'all today. Hey, we already got people here talking about free Jabril Cox. <laughs> is that what we're doing? That's how we start this thing off. All right, man. Y'all can't tell. I got some energy today, man. It's Friday. We got Eagles, Cowboys on Monday. Some friends and fam coming down this weekend. A lot of Cowboys content creators coming down. It's going to be a just a amazing week, I think. Weekend uh, for Cowboys fans down here in Dallas, man. If you, if you can't come down, cool. Make sure you kick it with me and Jesse on Monday night. We will be having the pre-halftime and post-game show to bring y'all that energy that you're missing out on, man. That you're missing out, missing out on. Shout out to those in the chat already. Devon, Lassay, Mark, Brandon, Sadika, Trey Mang, the 8-ish gang. That's right. Extreme Assassin. Kevin, I see you, KD, a.k.a. Swaggy P. Loopy. Hey, Loopy, 1-800-8-Potato. Crazy YouTube name, but I got one of your questions. It's going to be on the mailbag later, so stick around. Uh, Devin Wavy. My guy James. What's up, brother? Uh, Alejandra. My lady in the building. C. Burleson, David Royal, and the many, many more coming through. Y'all know how we do. Mike, check, Mike, check. One, two. Ready, baby. Spitting bars and everything. <laughs> Donnell. Donnell Jenkins already with the heat. He coming. He want to smoke today. Where is Eastside? Hmm. I'm waiting. I, I am waiting. Stevie Mac. Haven't seen Eastside in a while. Yeah, where you at? You knew he was going to come in here. You know he wasn't going to come here. If y'all don't know, Eastside Harold is a Texans fan. And before we get into the roundup, we can talk briefly about that game because it's a little bit of a preview for next week, right? Week four, the Cowboys will be playing the Panthers, who are a surprising 3-0. and 3-0, and they play the Jets, they play the Texans. But, hey, 3-0 and is 3-0. and Not going to lie to you, though. Feels a bit Cowboys 2019-ish, right? You know, play the... The uh, Dolphins, the the Giants, and the Washington Washingtons, not good teams, and they they were three and zero. So, um, hey, shout out to Lupe. He joined 
the uh, membership squad. Appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you. Uh, good morning, David C. My guy, <clears throat> crumb in the building. Said East Side's on suicide watch. <laughs> I don't know why he should know his team's not good. But anyway, uh, how y'all feel about about Sam Darnold? Because I, you know, I woke up, saw all this praise about Darnold, and ah, I'm, a part of me. A part of me wants to say, you know, whatever. But another part of me has to be like, okay, he does look better. Um, he looks more confident. He looks more sure of himself. And I, you know, I'm not really that scared of Sam. I mean, I'm not saying I'm scared, but I, I don't. Sam Darnold, yeah. The big news coming out of that game, though, is the Cowboys are likely going to be facing Sam Darnold and the Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. Now, that's massive. And then on the defense side of the ball, they won't have J.C. Horn. That's massive. So, you know, you're going to get a Sam Darnold coming in here, but he's going to be hampered on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, I don't know. You know, I respect, like, Sam Darnold's not without talent. Like, he's not a bum, right? Like, he can throw the rock. He can can fit it where he needs to fit. But, eh, he's still eh to me. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it, man. How would y'all feel about uh, Sam and those guys. James says, uh, we got the blueprint for the Panthers. Did you see Sam Darnold stare down his favorite targets all game? That's yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Oscar says, well, he did beat us when he was with the Jets. I mean, that was just a disastrous game all the way around. He did. He, you know, the first half, he was on fire. He was tearing the Cowboys up. But we're talking about Jeff Heath. We're talking about Cheeto. We're talking about, you know, the Rob Marinelli defense at that time. And, you know, no Cooper, no um, uh, who was uh, who was the other one? Cobb, no Tyron Smith, no Lyle Collins, no. It was just a, it was rough. That was just a rough game. But you know, he did beat the Cowboys, I guess. Yes, David says he's going to be seeing ghosts again. I feel that way too. I feel that way too. Yeah, I did want to see Horn Trey, just because you know I like to see these rookies when we play them. It sucks, man. If you guys don't know, J.C. Horn, one of the guys that the Cowboys fans and the brass were interested in in the draft, broke a few bones in his foot, and, and his season is likely done, uh, unfortunately. So, um, you know, prayers out to him and his family, and hopefully he can get back uh, next year and come back strong. I like J.C. Horn and the Horn fam. All right, guys, let's hop on in. It's Fan Fridays, Feel Good Friday. Oh, later, too, we're going to do something. This is going to be a fun show. We're not really going to get too, too serious today. Uh, but later on, what we're going to do is we're going to – I'm going to ask you guys who should be – who do you think will be invited to the cookout next week, too? We'll do that every Friday and see how, how that rolls. But cookout candidates. We'll do that later. Cookout candidates. But I'm looking at my fossil because it ain't a Gucci, but I don't even got my fossil on, but it's about that time. Looking at my Gucci, it's about that time. What? It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. The good news, David. Amari Cooper. That's the good news. We'll get to that, though. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. I was just there again yesterday. And I just more and more impressed every time I go, man. 
starting to fall in love with that dang old place. And I'm not like a big bulky guy. I just like to try to stay in a little bit of shape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Texas Family Fitness is a solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strength, toning up, sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state-of-the-art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. So you wanted to know the good news. There's a there's some there's like more than one. Amari Cooper's one. He was on 105 through the fan. I happened to be heading over to Texas Family Fitness. <laughs> and I caught his interview with G Bag Nation. I should have pulled the uh the audio. My apologies for that. But essentially he said, I'm going to be fine for Monday. He said, I'm getting better and better. He's gonna play. Remember yesterday we weren't sure i i felt that amari cooper would play but we really weren't sure boom it's stamped he's likely going to be playing uh it's just bruised ribs i think you know like my guy jesse always says they give you some good drugs on game day i think he'll be fine so you'll see that much anticipated matchup between amari cooper and darius slay uh his interview actually was really good cooper's just an interesting cat but they asked they asked Cooper about, hey man, would you be offended or excited if they put the number one corner on C D Lamb? And he said, both. <laughs> both, you know, like, come on, man, it's me. Put your number one on me. But also, all right, you want to put your number one on on C D? Cool. I'll just eat up your second uh cornerback. He he made a good point in that interview about how the Cowboys approached the Eagles last year in their matchup. They put their number one on Coop, and it opened up stuff in the first half for, uh, who was it over there? Gallup, and Gallup was killing him. Then they moved Slay over to Gallup, and then Coop started killing him, and they all forgot about C.D. Lamb and Lamb went off. That was the game where all three of the receivers had their best performances together. I could see something similar happen again, although this defense, we talked about it, and we can talk about it again today. This defense is more of a, they're going to stay in that too high shell a lot, but uh, I don't think they'll get stubborn. I don't think they'll come out of it because we're going to, I think we're going to crush them on the ground, honestly, if they stay back there. I'm just being real. I'm being real. The other good news, Chauncey Golston is going to be debuting on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. And yesterday, a few of you guys in the chat said that when I was concerned about the three-tech position, and I still am concerned, you know, because we don't have the bodies, uh, Golston's name got thrown out there. Hey, you know, we can put Go- we can put Golston there. We can put Golston there. He's likely going to have to play inside. Strangely enough, between Randy Gregory, uh, Anai, Basham, Kamara, and even with Parsons potentially coming down because we saw he was working with the DEs again. <laughs> Strangely enough, you, you might be okay at, at that position. You at least have the bodies. You don't have the bodies at three tech. So I expect to see Chauncey Ghoston sliding inside. And Mike McCarthy said that during the rookie camp, he was most impressed with Chauncey Ghoston. Hmm. Hmm. 
Lassay uh, says Golston is a big dude. So to me, Golston's a he's a long guy. Pause. But he's still slight for a full-time three-tech. So what I'm hoping is they maybe move Golston at the three-tech for a uh, NASCAR-type type package, right? For a third and long package, you have Osa, Golston, RG3, Anai, or RG3. Oh, my goodness. Go, <laughs> Randy Gregory, RG94. <laughs> and... um. Parsons, right? Maybe a Parsons on one of those packages, but I would like to see Golson slide inside. What's up, Reek? I won't make. Well, yeah, I do that too. Yeah. And then finally, as we wrap up this morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, Phillies coach Nick Sirianni. <laughs> I always find these things interesting. He's wearing this Beat Dallas shirt, and apparently he's going to be wearing this Beat Dallas shirt all week. And he's, you know, his kids are going to be wearing it, his wife, and he's got the players wearing it. And he's he's trying to really you know pump up the rivalry, which is kind of corny to me. I'm going to be real with y'all. I mean, I, I listen, the Philly, you could tell he's new to this thing. You don't need to do that to get these players, the fans, the cities, pumped up for this rivalry. I think it's kind of corny. <laughs> I think it's and see, this could be a this is an omen to me. I'm just I'm listen, I don't want to give away everything because I want y'all to tune in on Monday night. But I'm just, I feel really good. That's all I'm gonna keep saying until Monday night. But I feel really good. And I'm not saying this means anything, right? This is just a shirt or whatever. It's just I got this feeling, right? I just got this weird feeling. He said that this rivalry reminds him of of a old college college rivalry nick first of all nick i need to know where you've been at this is what is this that exactly april what are we 12 this isn't a college rivalry this rivalry and, and listen i respect college sports and I know there's some major college rivalries out there, but you know you're new into this when you are comparing it to some kids' rivalry. We hate Philly. Period. College rivalry. What the hell is even that? No, you know what's college, Nick Sirianni? Your offense. That's college. And I feel good about Dallas going up against that little, little college high school offense. But let me reel myself back in. What's up, y'all? We back, man. We back. Appreciate y'all joining me for the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. It is Feel Good Friday, so sometimes you got to yeah. drop that there. Uh, Brando says, Eagles are the most hated team in our division. Mine's. I know a lot of old school Cowboy fans. Subscribe to the Washington Washingtons as the most heated uh, rivalry. For me, it was Philly, and it always and I, and I was close. I lived close to Philly or lived close to DC, but for me, it was Philly because probably because Philly growing up to me was more successful than any other team besides the Giants, who won the Super Bowls. I mean, let's just be real. But it was the Super Bowls, and then it was nothing for the Giants, whereas Philly was just always so competitive. Uh, for for that that 2000 era, I lived in right right there. All the Eagle fans, I hated them. 
I don't know, man. I just feel like for me, it's Philly. Who, who for you guys, Cowboys Nation, your most hated division rival? Because it's all it all varies. See, Burleson said this is up close and personal, nothing like college. Exactly. <laughs> My man said this is college. What you talk about, man. I don't hate too many things. And I think I said this to you guys before. Extreme assassin. I don't hate too many things. In fact, the only thing I hate in this world is the Philadelphia Eagles. Brando says we hate them. Redskins is our oldest unique rivalry. But we all hate those birds. And Giants are blah. That's how I feel about the Giants. Like, yeah, yeah, Giants, whatever. Primetime says I hate Philly because of the fans. Same way. Jerm on the boat. I hate Philly. Gene, the star in the sky. Uh, Lassay says, ever since the Eagle fan base cheer for Michael Irvin, I've hated them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sully, F them all. <laughs> I hate all three. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised I don't see too many more Washington because a lot of, like I said, old school Cowboy fans, my stepdad subscribes to that fact. He's born in the six, you know, late 60s, the 70s Cowboy. He hates Washington. And it's similar, right? Washington was successful in the 80s. Eagles were successful in the 2000s. So, to me, that's probably why I hate them most. Uh, Lupe says, I like watching Green Bay losing more than Philly. I got issues. You got some issues, bro. <laughs> you got some issues. <laughs> All right, we got enough people up in here. Uh, DJ, DJ missed it. He said, what's the good news? The good news is Randy Gregory is back, by the way. He's fully back, was activated off the COVID list. Um, Amari Cooper is going to play on Monday. So he's good to go. And Chauncey Ghostin will be debuting on Monday as well. So Dallas will have three of their, well, two of their big horses in Cooper and Randy. But getting Randy Gregory and Ghostin to play this week is massive because of losing Watkins and losing D-Law last week and then also losing Dorrance Armstrong. So finally, right, we've been getting nothing really but bad news to end the weeks, the last three weeks. No Zach Martin one week. No D-Law the next week. And finally, we get some good news. Some good news. DJ said he was hoping it would be Anthony Brown was being benched. I get, Hey, that would have been good news. All right, man. Before we get into the mailbag segment of the show, because like I said, I'm not going to keep y'all too long today. It's Feel Good Friday. I know y'all got things to do. Got to get ready to go out. Probably just got paid. Friday night. I mean, so I'm going to let y'all do your thing. But before we go and do all that, let's talk about how the Dallas Cowboys can improve. Okay, because we started the week off good, right? Positive, a lot of positive things, and that's fine. But what was one of the things we talked about coming out that game? There's areas to get better at. I'd rather critique, or I shouldn't say rather, it's nicer to be able to critique the team after a victory than when they lose. They ain't nothing but doom and gloom. So we talked about a lot of the positives this week. What are some of the things the Dallas Cowboys can improve upon? I'll ask you guys prior to me going into uh, my list of things that Dallas should improve, could improve upon. And for, for y'all, it could be players, it could be coaches, it can be specifics, statistics, things like that. Let's talk about it. Uh, Brandon B says, thoughts on Jabril. Um, I think he should get a chance this week. If uh, And I think somebody might even ask something like that in the mailbag. If Keanu Neal was out, 
Jabril Cox has to suit up and play, not just suit up and be a special teams guy, right? I feel like he has to play. It's a perfect week, too. Athletic quarterback, tight ends who are going to be, you know, targeted a lot. That's exactly what you want Jabril Cox in there for. Especially, right, if you're going to use Micah Parsons to rush the passer, I definitely need to bring up Jabril Cox. So what? Okay, so Adam says we need depth at defensive tackle. We're thin at that position. For a unit, yes, we absolutely need to improve upon that. Uh, C.D. Piglet, a.k.a. Crumb, says pass rush. Yep, that's actually on my list. Stevie Mack, run offense. <laughs> uh, when is Gallimore coming back, Kush? Again, no specific time frame because that was a five to eight week injury. So we really don't have anything right now. You know, I'm I'm thinking he'll be back likely after the first quarter of the season is 17 games now. So it really isn't a quarter anymore, but we're going, we're going to stick to that. So maybe after week four, they might just push this thing all the way through the bye. Because if Dallas can get through the bye on this run, it's a potential. They have a potential potential to go on a run. Then what you do is you, you may just drag that out, let him get all the way healthy. And after that bye week, here we go. Let's load up. Let's load up. Uh, Loopy says offensive linebacker or outside linebacker, cornerback two and defensive tackle. TC wants Kennedy. A couple people want Kennedy in there. Randall asks, what about Tristan Hill? Six weeks. When you're when you enter the pup list coming into the season, you have to stay on the pup list for six weeks. So you can't come off. AJ says need to improve middle of the field completions. They are sneaking behind us too much. Oh, you're talking about the defense. Okay. All right. Let me get to what I think the Dallas Cowboys need to improve upon. Number one, discipline. Dallas right now leads the league in penalties. And it's not good. Too many times these penalties are leading to first downs and extending drives. And I know that may seem like, oh, well, it's just you can't control. Yeah, you can. You can. If you look at the top five outside of Carolina, you don't want to be in that group with Cincinnati and, and Atlanta and the Texans. These are bad football teams. And bad football teams are undisciplined. They're undisciplined. So I, I need them to improve that aspect of the game because we saw it last week. And 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 I'll go right to my next one because that kind of comes in together. Getting off the field on third down. Last week, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> the Chargers didn't punt at all. And when they did punt, what, what happened? Penalty. Once they gave him the first down, they couldn't get him off the field because they were letting them convert third downs and long drives. So I think they need to get better on third down. They're 20th right now in third down percentage so far to start the season. And you you can't do that, right? Like if you're going to commit a lot of penalties that can that you know extends drives, then you need to get off the field on third down. Eventually, if those two things continue to go down this path, that's not going to spell good for the Cowboys, in my opinion. Y'all feel me? 
Sam says we need to improve special teams. Um, offensive penalties after crossing midfield. Yeah, a few of those holdings offensively. Yep. Wavy says run the ball. I don't need to prove it. I think we're doing fine with the running run game. I think we're running ball this, this game. Uh, Lupe says we have to be the worst defense on third and long. It, it certainly feels that way, man. It certainly feels that way, um, which is strange because they do pretty decent on first and second down, putting teams in third and long, and then boom. Whether it be a penalty or whether it be just getting beat, they can't continue to do that. And then against teams like Philly, come on, don't don't let a team that, in my opinion, is inferior stick around because you're you're, you're allowing them to stay in the game by not getting them off the field and, and then extending drives via penalty. And then my third one, fourth quarter scoring. Something that not a lot of people are really talking about here. The Cowboys, I don't know how many teams haven't done this yet, but the Cowboys are, are one of, I don't know how many teams, to not score a touchdown in the fourth quarter yet. They got nine total points in the fourth quarter in the first two weeks of the season. Six against the uh, Bucks and three. Three points against the Chargers. Really the three points that counted, but nonetheless. So, again, you want to be a good team. You want to put these teams away. You want to run the ball, milk the clock out. You got to score some points in the fourth quarter, right? They're averaging four and a half points per game in the fourth quarter so far. That's 26 in the league. And, again, I will be critical, and I'll, I'll put the pressure on Dak for this, right? Like, I'm listen, there's no blaming anything. I think he's having a good start to the year or all that, but... All right, buddy. Let's. This is you. Once y'all get down there, it's fourth quarter. I told you. I told you guys last year. One of the things I wanted to see Dak become better at was in the fourth. He had a phenomenal drive to get the game-winning score. He also had a good drive to go ahead against Tampa, right? But we want to. We want the Cowboys to punch these things in in the fourth quarter. That way, you're helping your defense. Number one and number two, you can ice the game away when it comes to do that. Super chat. Thank you. Uh, Dylan with the $35 donation. He says, feel good Friday. Give me a hell yeah. I got you, bro. I got you. Hold on. Give me a hell yeah. I said, give me a hell yeah. I got you, man. He says, I hope you have a good weekend, Sky, and all of Cowboy Nation. We're going to get on the Eagles' heads. Let's go. Love it, Love it. Thank you for the donation, brother. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Stephen White says penalties first. Yes, penalties have been killing Dallas for sure. Show. Sure. Miss Jackie says we criticized Dak for scoring in third and fourth quarter last year. Now we are doing the same. Now are we ever satisfied? Well, we gotta, you know, we gotta be fair. We can't be uh we can't be, you know me. I like to be fair. And if I'm being fair. I, I'm, I'm expecting my $160 million quarterback to do certain things for the team. Now, again, like I said, we're not, this isn't coming at Dak saying he sucks or anything like that. This is just, all right, you know, first two weeks of the season, we haven't been a good fourth quarter offense in regards to scoring points. Let's get better at that. Just like I did for D-Law last year and in years past for Zeke, 
if I see that there's something they can get better at, I'm going to bring it out. And I think that Dak and the offense can get better in the fourth quarter in regards to scoring points. I don't think anyone is, is, is happy with nine points in the first two games, right, in the fourth quarter. I think they can be better. Uh, Sadiqa said, wow, I just realized we play the Panthers next Sunday. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yep. And then finally, sacking a quarterback. Like, Dallas has to get to the queue. Last week, they rushed the hell out of uh, Herbert. Hat tip to them. They sacked him twice. Those two sacks are the only two sacks of the season, which I believe is 30th in the league. Or, yeah, 30th in the league. Tied for second to last in total quarterback sacks. No bueno. No, no bueno. We got to get to the queue. Because uh, sacks are huge. Just like getting a holding penalty, it's almost as uh, as good as that. And in fact, it's better in my opinion. They can help change games. Uh, Brando says, I think Quinn isn't big on blitzing. He actually is blitzing, in my opinion, more than I thought he would. He wasn't big on blitzing heading into Dallas, but he's done some cool blitz concepts with, with the Cowboys. Um, and I think he'll, this will be a week-to-week thing. Some teams you may not need to. Some, some teams you will. Um, against Tom, I feel like you had to come get him sometimes. Herbert, like I said before, you kind of want Herbert to think that he can fit it in everywhere because he'll make a mistake, and that's what happened. He had three interceptions, let's be real, and all three of those interceptions were Herbert trying to put it in there. He could have had four when he made that throw off his back foot getting getting almost sacked. So, But I do like how, I don't know, man, I'm impressed with how Dan Quinn is dialing this thing up a little bit. I am. AJ says their game plan copied the Bucks with getting the ball out quick, but when they weren't, that defense was swarming. We'll get better. Are you talking about the Chargers? The Chargers like to let things develop a little bit because they got those receivers and that quarterback who has a ridiculous arm. But this week, get ready to see a lot of quick stuff, some runs. And if they don't get the ball out quick, you want Jalen Hurts to hold that rock and try to find somebody. Because then you can get to him, or he's going to try to make a hero pass and give you an opportunity to take the ball away. That's what he does. Yep, yeah, yes, yeah, Skits. We definitely, definitely should have had a few turnovers on Justin Herbert, without a doubt. More than two, I'm sorry. Could have been three or four. Obviously, we got hosed on one of them. Got hosed. Uh, Stephen White says, if you're beaten on the line, I don't mind holding to protect Dak. Uh, or if you're beaten by a wide out to stop a touchdown. But jumping off sides, no. Yeah, that's that's a tricky one, Stephen. Because you, you're right. If, if it's like a clear cut you beat, Dak doesn't see it coming. And he's about to get rocked in a fumble. You kind of want to live with the holding penalty. But it depends, right? Because what if Dak sees it and he can just, you know, step up? I don't want him to hold. Choctaw, what's up, Montana? The penalties are not being well-prepared or disciplined. The penalties are not are from not being well-prepared or disciplined. And that, that was the thing I said at the beginning. That was my very first one, discipline. Tw- leading the league in penalties is a discipline thing. Now, some of these penalties are, are sketchy, but nonetheless, even if you say, all right, we've got four penalties that are sketchy, that's 19 penalties. That's still top five in the league. <laughs> 
So you you, you want to kind of cut down on that. Like I said, especially if you can't get off the field on third down. Kind of still a mind-blowing stat that the Chargers didn't punt. A lot of those flags were BS, says Lupe. Yeah, some of those things. Like I said, that's why I said, you know what? Cut cut four of them out. It's still a high, you know. And, and let's be real. The, the one penalty could have altered that first half, which was the run into the kicker, which is the one you're probably talking about. But nonetheless, you put yourself in a position to have that happen, which, again, that's also on the uh, mailbag. Uh, 351-999-3787 if you guys want to call in. Uh, give your thoughts going into this weekend. No Cowboys football on Sunday, so we can enjoy NFL football again, kind of like on week one, right? We play Thursday, no Cowboys football. We can just sit back, relax, watch, things like that. In fact, I'll go ahead and give you my Friday picks for, well, not a ton of picks. I got three Friday favorites I like this week. Number one. I like the Packers over San Francisco. Probably like, ah, well, that's nothing. Man. Both, well, one's two and zero, oh, the other one's one and one. Got blasted week one, <laughs> and then got into a fight with the Lions. Eventually pulled through, but this is why I like, I like the Packers against the Niners. Shanahan's too damn scared of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what I'm seeing, man. I, I just don't think. I, and I don't think Jimmy can go blow for blow with A-Rod. And at some point, that's going to have to happen. So I got the, the Niners losing out to the Packers. I do. I'm not a bet man, but I do. <laughs> then I have an... If you want to call this an upset, some people might not call this an upset. Well, I'm going to call it an upset. I got the Rams beating the Bucks. Yeah. I got the Rams beating the Bucks this week. I think they possess the qualities that you need to get at Tom Brady. And that's obviously a front, right? They got, not only do they have the front with Aaron Donald in the pass rush, right? They have a cornerback who can lock up a guy and then you can double the other guy. Raheem Morris is a, fun, a great defense court. Maybe great might be thrown around there. He's a really damn good defense coordinator. So I can see the Rams giving Tom Brady and that Bucks offense some trouble, especially without A.B., A.B. was always going to be the X factor because Goodwin, Evans, somebody gets singled up. If you single up A.B. in the slot, man, that's money. No A.B. Their secondary is suspect, and Matt Stafford's having a good start to the year. So I got the Rams. Got the Rams. And then finally, I ain't a betting man, but hear me out. I have the Chargers to cover versus the Chiefs. I'm not taking them to win. The point spread six and a half. I think they will definitely cover that. I don't think it's going to be a touchdown game. Um, this is a division rivalry. I think Herbert, like I said, is 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 a really good quarterback going up against a really bad defense right now. Usually the, the, the Chiefs defense finds its footing towards the end of the season. Right now, it's not good. They, you know, they can't stop the run. Um they got a playmaker in the back, right, in regards to uh, Tyran Matthew, the honey badger. But I think the Chargers are definitely going to be able to go blow for blow with the Chiefs and cover the spread at six and a half. It's my Friday phase, man. 
Those are my Friday faves. Uh, Kay Richards says, Brady's weakness is pressure up the middle. Donald will have a day. That is absolutely his weakness. Clutch says, 49ers might be too physical for the Packers. Defensively or you mean offensively? They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to run the ball a lot on the Packers. That could definitely be a deciding factor. I just, Aaron, Aaron you know what I mean? Like Aaron Rodgers and that offense is going to find its footing. I think they got their week one corks out. San Fran defense is pretty decent. I'm going to disrespect their defense. But I think when it comes time to for Garoppolo to make plays, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. So if the Niners, the Niners are going to have to get up on them and, and then play keep away. And they play keep away. All right. Let's get into the mailbag before we dip. And I appreciate everyone that dropped some uh, mailbag questions on YouTube. I, I just grabbed them from yesterday. I didn't get a chance to see this morning. So if you did drop some, my apologies. Um, I got some from Instagram as well. And what we'll do is we'll answer these together. It won't just be me. We'll answer these things together. And um, let's jump into it. It's time. 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 It is time for Mel Time. Mel You've got mail. Shout out to Blues Clues. <laughs> All right, let's get into the mail bag. And like I said, when I do drop these, make sure you follow A to Z Sports on all platforms. That way you can participate in this and have a chance to have your question featured on the show. All right, first question comes from Kobe on Instagram. He says, I know it's very early, but I would like to hear other people's ideas on how to keep Gallup, Gallup, Gallup and Pollard if you think that's even possible or possibly sign and trade deals somewhat like the NBA. Who you think we could get for either one? I'm not, I don't really know about who we can get. That That's tricky. Um, but a, a way to keep both of them, I mean, is to obviously sign them. But I have a hard time seeing a team allocate so many resources and cap space to a position like wide receiver, even though it's a passing league, Kobe three wide receivers, essentially getting top money. And when I say top money, you know, we, we know that lamb is not getting paid top five money or anything like that, but he's getting first round money, first round resources, Coop is already getting 20 mil. Gallup is likely going to be asking for anything between 14 and a half and 17 mil. That's, that's a lot of resources and money to allocate. So I don't know that they're going to be able to keep them. I love it if they could somehow find a, a friendly deal. But Tony Pollard's the interesting one. Because Pollard's in year three, and after year three in the NFL, you can start to negotiate. I think he, I said this earlier when we did our bold predictions at the beginning of the year. I looked at Tony Pollard as having, he's, I thought he was going to have about 800 rushing yards, about 700 passing yards. I don't know if the 700 passing is going to happen, but rushing absolutely might. You might want to look into maybe extending him on the cheap if you can. I'm just saying. That way you're covered. And if you decide to want to move on from number 21. <laughs> Cool. I'm not saying do it. I'm I'm just saying 
if you do decide to move on from two one, you got a you got a good back sitting there. So that's that's all I'm saying. So I don't think Kobe that they're going to extend Gallup. Tim Hume, what's up, Tim? Seven one seven in the building. He said, "Can draft a number three wide out to replace." That's how I've been feeling all off season. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to keep Gallup, but I mean, you got Gallup in the third round. You're going to have Kobe. You're going to have Lamb. You can draft a receiver. Clutch says, unfortunately, Gallup will be salary casualty. I mean, not even really a casualty. Casualties, they get cut. They just won't sign him. His contract is going to end. Adrian thinks that Gallup is worth 10 mil a year. T-Town wants to give Pollard four years, 16 mil, all guaranteed. I would I would definitely try to, to... hey, Tony, come here. <laughs> come here, buddy. What do you think about this contract here? Let's get let's get you on a on a hook here. Rika, what's going on, Rika? She says, I think Pollard stays for a team friendly deal. Gallup won't be keepable. Love him, but we'll have to say goodbye. Well, if 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 Pollard has an exceptional year, he might take a chance on himself. That's why I might. I don't know what the rules are. If you can go to him right now and say, hey. Let's extend Tony Pollard. I think I do. I think I do. Jake also over on, not Jake from State Farm, but Jake from Instagram. What do you believe will be Pollard's role going going forward into the upcoming weeks? Stay right on Tony. I think it should be exactly what it's been, what it was last week. Kind of what it was in week one, too. He had some snaps. I think this is a split. This should be a split backfield point blank period it's been my thought process for the last two years keep it that way mix in tp mix in uh, zeke and you have a better backfield i know it's real you know the buzz topic after week two was tony pollard versus zeke Elliott. it doesn't have to be that and it shouldn't be that we're in the season now maybe an off season if you want to talk about who to keep and all this other jazz cool let's have at it but right now both of them together in my opinion, is the best one-two punch in the NFL, the most versatile one-two punch in the NFL. Should be happy with that, right? So what y'all think his role should be? To me, his role, split carries. He gets anywhere between 10 to 14, 15 touches. Zeke gets anywhere between, you know, 16 to 18 touches. And it, it may vary week to week. Those guys may not touch the ball 30 times that week. But they should at least be on the field in their respective roles weekly. Stephen White says, can Noah become the number two if we lose Coop and Gallup? I don't think so. I like Noah Brown, but number two is asking a lot. I mean, I do like Noah. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. All right, before we get to the rest of the mail bag, Lamont, you're on deck. We're going to go ahead and get into the phone lines. We got my guy Freight Train in the building. What's up, Freight Train? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Man, here's the easiest thing. We have an awesome one-two punch going on. Mm-hmm. It worked It worked with the Steelers. Look, look they had uh, the bus. Fast with the puck. Yeah, they, they had the bus and they had Parker. Look, what, look what's going on in Cleveland. This thing can work. Mm-hmm. What happened last week 
should be the future of the Cowboys for the for the next couple of years. My thing is Zeke is doing his job because had Zeke not been on the field these last two games, man, Dak would have got face planted several times. It's just his role has changed, and I think Zeke is turning. He got his money. He's turning to a a total team player. Man, I told people go back and watch those blocks when they did Zeke first part. It, it ain't. It's not a competition. These guys are all hands on deck. Like I said, said the other day, man, they trying to win a daggone Super Bowl. Yeah. they trying to do something. Not with you, freight train. Keep keep the, I love keep the, the players. Go ahead. And my thing, and, and you and you incorporate uh, Tony Moore in the in the offense. Because my thing, it's going to extend uh, Zeke's kind uh, for the next three to four years. You don't realize he, in two more years how we ran him the way we ran him. And I don't want Zeke to touch the ball no more than two hundred fifty times this year. You got seventeen games plus the playoffs. If we if we make it with no problem. Man, we're gonna need this. We're gonna need yes. all these dogs. The offense, and we're gonna need all those dogs at the end of the season, man. We're gonna and they people gonna be coming back and clicking at the right time. It ain't sometimes it ain't how you start; it's how you finish. Look what happened to Tampa Bay last year. It's not how they started. When they finished, they clicked at the right time, and they were complete animals like we're gonna be. I love it. We go, hey, man, I'm so excited when I when I went back and just watched Zeke how he was just. I mean, how he was just blocking. It was just, it was a freak. It was amazing. And look at, and go back and look at the wide receivers how they blocked in this last game. Man, people, see, those are the small things that people miss out on. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, McCarthy talked about it, and I think people kind of just dismissed it. I didn't because I, I like Tony Pollard, but when he said, "Listen, we're going to manage Zeke because we understand that this dude has carried the ball fifty thousand times in his, the first five years of his career, and we got a capable back in Tony Pollard that can provide a quality one-two punch, so that when it, by the time we get to January, if you got to go up to Green Bay, you if you got to go." Uh, uh, to wherever, right, to play on the road or even just at home in general, because seventeen weeks, teams and defenses are tired out, right? They're 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 tired from getting beat. Then you could punch them in the mouth with Ezekiel Elliott if you need to have one of those games, and he's not tired out his damn self. So I'm with you, man. One two punch all the way, and it's a quality one two punch. Why do you think I? Why, when I talked to y'all yesterday, that's why I call Zeke the closer. They called him Mariana Rivera. <laughs> he is a, I know one guy was like, what is this? Y'all understand how valuable Ooh. this dude is. He knows his role. He know Zeke knows his role, and his mind is clear. I just want to see oh, him be a closer, though. We haven't seen it in the last two years because the Cowboys can't get up enough to close. I'm, re- I'm ready to see that. Remember Marion Barber? That was Mariano Rivera. Remember that? Back in yeah. 07. You're right. And um, 09, Cowboys would just literally – Six minutes is left in the game. Ain't nothing you can do. Leonard Davis, Andre Garrard, Doug Free, um, whoever was on the line, we just straight ran down your throat. Game over. I can't wait for that to happen. You know, but but Dallas body has blows, to get Body up. blows, body yeah. blows. Yeah. yeah. Body yeah. blows. I, all game, body blows. When, when that third and fourth, fourth when that, especially when that fourth quarter hit, we up, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we start getting up about 14 points on people, 17 points in that range right there. And we start making more teams one-dimensional. You want to talk about – you ain't seen no turnovers. Like, you get ready to see with this opportunistic uh, defense. And what's going to happen is 
if Michael Michael Gallup, I I per is a good chance that this is probably his last year. It's okay. You reload. You keep some of your core guys together. Like I said, you know when what round you got him in. The the wide receivers come out, brother. Wide receivers come out every year. And on defense, you start using the defensive players through the draft. You get them through the draft, through the draft. Of course, I want Geno Atkins right now, but that's but, that, but that's a side note to go ahead and cheer us up. Yeah, but you you build through the draft on your defense, and you keep and you keep getting those guys in place. Okay, it's gonna come time to pay. You start paying a couple of your cores, your core guys. You go back in the draft, like like the man said, three hundred sixty five days. It's it's about you know what you can what you can find out in free agency, but mainly it's the draft, the draft. How we built this big dog. Back in the day, we built a lot of it through the draft. I know they, you know, salary changes come and go, but we start managing this thing properly. Man, I'm tell you something. We 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 gonna be winning for you. We gonna be tearing folks up for years. Hey man, you got Dak Prescott on your squad. You got you're always gonna have a chance. Point blank. Period. It's their responsibility now to build around it. Appreciate the call, Freight Train. All right, have a good one, man. You too, brother. Enjoy your weekend. Let's let's get nine three seven up in here. Nine three seven, what it is, what it do? What's good, Scott? What's going on, man? Good, man. So I uh, freight train touched on it. It, it was he went he, he he took the words right out of my mouth. So like like Dallas, uh, our our fan base, you know, we like to we like to compare each uh, a lot of our players and um like we did that we did that earlier with uh, maybe Jalen and Layton or, or it was just a linebacker thing and Jalen actually I mean he's not playing great I mean he's not you know but he he's Jalen's fine he's so playing far. His we shouldn't even really be yeah, talking about Jalen's if, if it's if it's if you're talking about Jalen Smith right now in regards to like uh, playing bad then you're you're just talking because he's not playing bad yeah. you know I mean. <laughs> I'm saying is like we're, we're we were quick to push him out the door, but like he's he's kind of like a, a nice like aspect. Like he's a good piece for us right now. So that, that's what I want to say with Tony Pollard. Like he's a valuable weapon for Dallas. With that being said, I do think Ezekiel Elliott is more like he's 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 kind of important. He's more important for the team because what he brings to the table and uses offense. Like you remove Zeke from this offense, it becomes like simple in the case. Like that's what I understand. What, Why are people trying to remove him? Why? Like wouldn't be it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be hard to figure us out uh, with Ezekiel's offense. Like that wouldn't be up upright for much for one. Because I mean I like Tony Pollard, but if we do leave Zeke uh, leave Zeke out, you know like who's gonna? I mean Pollard's good, but he's not. Uh, he's not gonna stand in there and stick his nose on a linebacker to pick up well, a block for Dak Prescott. He'll get he'll get so, ran like, over. But <laughs> with that be with that being said, though Pollard is special when he when he has the rock, he's special. He can he can plant his foot in the ground and like smack the goalpost with his head. Like he's electric and he looks way faster than a four or five. I know he ran that at the combine. Nah, no, he ran Batman, four. Hey. He ran like a four three uh, at his pro day. He even talked about his oh, combine. He something was up with him, but he's he way uh, faster than that four or five. Way faster. Than that. Yeah, he's way fast. I've seen that. And I said, "There's no way." But uh, I think the Cowboys are using them correctly. Um, it, it's not one or the other. That's what I want to get through the fan. Like, it's not one or the other. Like, we we good. Keep them both on the field. More talent, the better. We see how like the season is going for every team. Is going to be people out every week. Yep. Like, we need as much depth. We need as much depth as possible on offense and defense. So I, I think more talent is the better in that situation. I just wish we could stop comparing the teammates and embrace them for the for the shrimps and what they could bring for the team, you know? Yeah, I mean, especially during the season. Like I said, if y'all want to have this conversation in the offseason, that's fair. 
right? Like that's that's fair. You're, right. you're trying to think about ways to build the team, um, where you can maybe cut some corners to get better at, where, where to move money, and maybe you could tra- like all that makes sense in the off season. Yeah, we're, the money we're in the season the- right now. Like, what what are we doing here? We're we're not making no trades. We're not making no cuts. So you got to right. find the best ways to utilize what you got. And no one should be angry about what you got in regards to Zeke and TP right now. I love it. It's beautiful. And the same thing for linebacker. Same thing for linebacker. You have depth. It's beautiful. Why? Are yeah. we, like, what are we doing now? In the off season, it was a fair conversation. Hey, man, it looks like. You know, Jalen's not going to be sticking around here long term. He has a high price tag. Can you get something for him? Can you get something for Layton? He can't stay healthy. If you can't, you can't. Now we're in season. Be happy with your depth. Make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the best of it. And and one more thing, uh, the Dan Quinn, man, he he's really mm-hmm. he he came in and he he's doing his job. But it's it's one thing, Sky. Like I'm upset with Dan Quinn because he's allowing he's allowing the politics to kind of go on with the cornerback situation. Oh. Like this is. Let, let 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 us get just put them just try it put Nation in I know Bossman probably is not ready right now but just just throw Nation in there don't don't bring politics with it like Dan Quinn put your foot down and and and, and get the best guys on the field you know yeah I really I, I mean I'm gonna keep on saying it because I don't I don't know what it is like is it something we're not seeing are we being too hard on AB he's a practice <laughs> habit like I, well no you you guys go see the practice every now and so he's not like well that was in that was in camp. At, at camp, there was no doubt in anybody's mind that Maurice Kennedy, not only was he better than Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis, he was competing with Trevon Diggs as the best cornerback, period. Yes. So I agree. It was, you know, that was obvious. So I really don't know, man. I don't, and I feel like they're trying to get him. They're asking him questions. They're asking Dan Quinn about AB, and he's saying the first thing that always comes out of his mouth, well, he tackles well, and, you know, this wasn't his fault. And, I think maybe he might have a little bit of that that player coach thing in him where he's not going to throw a guy under the bus and he's going to give him every opportunity to lose a job. I just don't want it to get to a point where it costs the Cowboys games like it did last year with Darian Thompson. I could literally say that Darian Thompson played a major factor in losing at least two or three games. I mean, I'm just being real. And, and, that, and that's all it takes, man. At the end of the day, like you, you're in the playoffs, we're, point, we're in, a, in a championship, and we we guard uh, Mike Evans again. Like, let's just fix the. If we see something wrong, just fix it, Dan Quinn. Don't do politics. Let's let's get the best players on the field because we got we got depth at almost every position. You know, they, we showing. might not have like superstars, elite players, like in their depth, but we got people that could come in and make plays just like they did with Randy Gregory and Lawrence being out last week. Funny, so. it's funny because. Cornerback is probably the only position I'm thinking right now as I'm talking to you oh, that we may have not had a chance to see the depth yet. Think about it. Donovan Wilson went out. We've been seeing the depth at safety. We were obviously seeing the depth at defensive line, right? We we're seeing yeah. the depth at linebacker. The one position we haven't seen the depth at is corner because it's been Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, and Trevin Diggs for the first two weeks because which is great. We don't have any injuries, but for play purposes, I think a lot of us want to see number 30 be in a meritocracy and, and compete for that, for that spot. Exactly. Like it's almost like it was just given to him and I just don't get it, man. Like, I mean, a lot of Dallas fans right now are thinking that too. Like what, what is, what is it like? But Dan Quinn, come on, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's something that me and boss got into. <laughs> Earlier in the offseason, I was like, hey, listen, we all want to see 
Maurice Kennedy. We want to see Nation Wright. But maybe they haven't seen enough negative things from AB this year. Maybe they haven't seen it to pull him out. We as remember, Dan Quinn's only been here for six months. We've been with AB for six years. So you know, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, so okay. we've seen AB be bad for what five of those six years or four or whatever right. you want to call it. Where Quinn might be like, What's the big fuss? You know, I he got beat a couple times against Tampa. No big deal. Cornerbacks get beat. <laughs> oh, he missed the tackle. Tackles. I'm not Anthony Brown's not the, the worst cornerback in the NFL. No, me. no, no. But. He's he's what I said yesterday. AB's a serviceable cornerback at his best. The problem is when he's not at his best, he's below average, and that can really hurt you. Right, 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 right. And I also think he he's a veteran, man. Like once you you have a veteran on your team, you that's the the well we got Kennedy now, but Anthony Brown's been there the longest, so they're, they're he can be helping the young guys. But man, you can I don't know, man. I, me personally, brother. Me personally, I'm gonna let you go. Reason why I want to see Kennedy because I see a lot of people talk about this. Oh, Anthony Brown, he's done okay. You know, for what he's had to deal with, he's been he's been all right. I don't want all right. I don't want uh he he didn't kill us or oh he was eh. can we see if we can get a difference maker in there? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what if Maurice Kennedy can be better than all right? right. What if Maurice right, Kennedy right, can right. get his hands on the ball like he showed he could do? I just Look, if you yeah. want to start Brown, that's fine. Just let's see Kennedy. Let's 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 get him out there first. Just let's yeah. see what we got, Dan Quinn. Let's, let's see what we got. You're right, brother. Hey, great call, man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, salute to you, man. Keep going. Keep going. Thanks, bro. Have a good weekend, man. Uh, yep. Let's get 559 five, in here. 559, five, what it is, what it do? Hi, this is Steve from Cali again. What's going on, Cali? days ago. My bad. Uh, I'm good, man. Good. Just working. Just driving. Uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple things. Like, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I, I completely agree with you about, with, with everybody, about why the hell is AB still in there? But I, I, I start to think about it, and I, the way that I see it is it's kind of like kind of like how we are with our draft picks, right? Like how we want to hold on to our investments. And I see them doing that with AB, too, because he just got paid last year. Am I right? He did. I mean, he got paid not this past offseason, the previous offseason, but it's not nothing that they couldn't right. get out of. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't one of those contracts – where it's a high-priced contract. The contract, to me, was a super team-friendly deal where they can get out of it. I, when I, when he got paid, same thing with Jordan Lewis. I never looked at those contracts like, all right, well, you can't go and draft the cornerback high or you can't go get a cornerback in free agency. Not like a, a Jalen contract, right? Not like a Jalen. Yeah, when you pay a right. Jalen Smith or Ezekiel Elliott or Amari Cooper, like, like usually you're like, okay, we're solidified here. I don't need to go spend extra resources at that position unless something falls into your lap. Right, right. And, man, like, especially with this week coming up, we got Devontae Smith, you know, like, man, I, I really wish so bad that Boston, Boston Fett was healthy and ready because I don't know if you saw, but it looked like in college he, he was him. the only one that shut him down. Yes, he did. Shut yes, him did. down. Yeah, that would have been nice. Down. So I don't know. Is, is, he, is he still not eligible to return this week? No. He uh, minimum three weeks. And again, I need to like figure out this IR thing, but minimum three weeks, and then he can come off IR. But I, I, I don't know if he has to be on the roster for a week before he can come come back officially. Regardless, though, he he can't practice with the team right now, so 
Once the three weeks are up, then he can practice. So I would expect him to be back if he's healed by like week five or six. Yeah, yeah. And I know that could be tricky too. Um, another thing, uh, I, I don't know about anybody else, but what I want to see some more on offense, what I think would help us a lot is some screens, man. Yo. Like I want to see a lot more screens. I remember when we when we were playing the Lions that one year and Zeke had that long-ass screen right there on the right side just following his blockers. Man, we need to see some more of that. And especially now that we got TP, we got TP, we could be doing that both. Man. Now that we're running with CD out the backfield, man, we could be doing all three of that. I kept looking over at Jesse watching the game on Sunday like, dog, if they're going to keep playing back in this two-high show, mostly zone, why don't you smack them with a screen? Because there's especially nobody up in the box. Philly. So, yeah, I would love right. to see some screens. Yeah, I'm with you. Philly, Philly looks like all the- like they're confident and they're they're four they're front four, and man, we're gonna eat them up, man. We're gonna eat that up. Hey man, I'm with you. I, I know they good. got some. I know I know they got some run defenders, but but I, I feel like we're gonna eat them up because they're playing them. They're playing the high safety. Also, another thing. Uh, what's up with Noah Brown? Is he healthy? Is he not? No, no, Noah's good. No, Noah came back from COVID a few weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I think Noah's going. Was... Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause... Because I would, what I would like to see, like I know, I know we got two great. Well, I don't know, great, but they're good. They're good. They're serviceable. They're better than serviceable uh, tight ends with uh, Jarwin and, and Schultz. But you, you know, kind of like, kind of like how Jason, kind of like how Jason Garrett used to no. used to use uh, Noah Brown as a tight end. Don't do that to me. I know he used to he used to he used to bother us. But what what if we what if we set him up in the seam? You know what I mean? What if we line him up out there. You want to put Noah at tight end? Throw him out there in the seam. On, on a couple gadget plays, you know what I mean? Not not gadget plays, but because nope. the way I see it is, if we're going to say what's on these two of these tight ends in the seam, I mean they're getting yards and they're getting tackled. But you Noah don't, break. don't need to put Noah Brown at tight end. Why? Why? You got two good tight ends. Um, he's he's improved. Well, we just got to get him on the field. He's improved as a receiver. Do you have to get Noah Brown on the field? What can Noah Brown do that you your don't, other receivers? You don't have to. We can, yeah, yeah. What can he do that yeah, your other receivers? He can't do it no more. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, mean, I just like you like Noah I Brown. At, I just look at the paper and I'm, I look at the paper and I'm like, man, we should be doing a lot more damage. I, I, I mean, no need. We don't need to get greedy here, but man, we got weapons, man. I'm, I'm we just do. super excited. We do. We do. We got some weapons, man. And it's going to be a week to week thing. There may be a week where, remember, against Atlanta, Noah Brown showed up. He had a couple big catches last year. That was last year, but um, I think Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson are quality uh, fourth and fifth wide receivers to round out your your roster, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. You're right. All right. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate this guy. Appreciate right, you, though. Take dog. care of this from Cali, man. You have a good one. You too, buddy. Have a good weekend. Uh, let's get right, you. my guy, Reek. Reek, what up? Yo, what's going on? What's going this morning? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah, man, I just wanted to say this, man. Cowboy Nation, relax, man, relax. We're going to get our guys back right when we need them. You know what I mean? Let's let them rest up, you know what I mean, um, get better. And, you know, because this is a long season. You know what I mean? That that one game is a lot. A war of that extended game, that's what I'm saying. And, I'm, you know, I'd rather take our lumps for missing some guys now than missing them later on in, in the year. You know, when we really need them. Mm-hmm. 
And then at the same time, we looking at the depth on our team. We looking like what we got. We turning over stuff. You know what I mean? And I want to know who's on, who's on this team that you might gonna have to call on in a pinch in a very important game. Uh, my whole thing is, uh, like you said before, we need Dak not to, in the office. Not uh, we need him to quit stalling out at the end toward the end of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to be able to go on a. You know, go on a, a quick run just to just to know that we can score at any time. Right. That's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Without question. Because, uh, like, when you look at teams like Tampa, they can score at any time. There is no doubt about it. You know what I mean? Or they can get in field goal range the we, we know, at the end of a game. We know Dallas can do stuff like that, right? Like, they got the offense to do, to do things like that. Um, but for whatever reason, in that fourth quarter, you know, in third quarter was good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They scored 10 points. Um, third quarter for the Chargers, I think it was another three-point, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look. Yep, they didn't even score in the third in the third quarter. They scored six points in the fourth. So, I'm with you, man. Second half offense, specifically for me, fourth quarter offense, I just would like to see them put their foot on the opponent's neck because we know they can do it. They got the offense to do it, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm You know, like what they say, efficiency. You know what I mean? We need more of that. You know what I mean? Especially in later in the, later in these games, because we're gonna because we gonna play some we gonna play some games that we gonna have to score in the in the uh, last couple minutes of a game. You know what I mean? And my my whole thing is too is like with uh, with Brown, we we know that's coming from the higher ups. You know, this the same thing, man. They they're uh, Dallas has their guys. Uh, to don't said it. And even uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian. Des Brian said it. They got their guys who they're gonna stick with regardless. Come on, man. Look how look how long uh, Jason Witten was on the field, and we all know that we had got other tight ends in here that was faster but, than him. But what makes that was a little bit more mobile? Yeah, but Jason, you listen. I hated that about what the Jason Witten thing, but I understood that one. Right? It's Jason Witten, Hall of Fame. I can get why you would be attached to him, even though I didn't like that because. He was well past his prime, like three years before he he retired. But what what the hell? We ain't winning with him though. But I'm saying I we get I, I get him. why they liked. It. I mean I get why I reasoning get it. for that because it's Jason Witten. He's a Hall of Famer. He's done a lot for your franchise. What the hell has AB done for you for you to be attached to him? I can get you being attached to Witten. I can't forgive you for being attached to AB. So I don't I don't get it at all. Yeah, I'm not with it myself, but you know, you know how, you know how these dudes is about their money, man. And uh, you know, much. It is weird. It is. I weird. know. Yeah, it's it's some weird stuff though. But at the same time, too, I look at it like it's gonna it's gonna rear his ugly head, and he's he's gonna end up he's gonna end up getting benched. You know what I mean? I hate to say it, but he's gonna end up getting benched if he keep playing the way that he's playing and not getting any turnovers and people scoring on him at will, bro. Let's, they gonna they gonna have they gonna have no choice but the but the venture because everybody's gonna start calling it out. You let's know what hope I mean? he turns up though. Let's hope he turns up, but let's we also need to be yeah. realistic. When has A B turned up? Never. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, man. Yo, man, let's get let's get some of this fried bird this this week, man. Yes, this sir. Monday, man. Next Monday, man. Uh because I'm tired of these Eagle fans. I got a lot of them in my family and a lot of friends. I'll be like, yo, man, I don't want to hear all that, bro. Just talk to me after the game, man. Keep that same energy, bro. Keep it. You know what I mean? My man. Keep it. Appreciate you, brother. All right.
All right. Hey, I'm gonna get to you. Uh, I'm gonna get to you here. Uh, eight three one and two five four. I'm gonna get to y'all in a quick second, man. But like you said, let's turn this thing up for Friday uh, or for Monday. And if you are in the Texas area, man, please, please come through. Even if you're not going going to the game, Texas Live is going to be lit, man. Me and Jesse Holly, A to Z Sports, Game Day Lives. We're we're trying to change the way you game day. Like, seriously, man. Pre-game, halftime, post-game. Y'all seen the videos of me being all crazy. Y'all see me out there on the Twitter streets getting wild and, and having a good time. But seriously, man, it is what it is out there. It's 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 fun. It's a fun atmosphere. If y'all think I was crazy for a Chargers game, I know for a fact I will not have a voice by the end of that Eagles game. One hundred percent. I already apologized to y'all for Tuesday morning show. There's not a chance in hell we'll be on here with a, a, a perfect voice. I'm gonna drink my tea. I'm gonna drink warm water, salt water, whatever the hell. But I tell you right now, if the Dallas Cowboys get this victory or when they get this victory, your boy's going to be on here going crazy. Just keeping it in the book. Just keeping it in the book. All right, guys. Hey, thank you, David C. And for those that haven't seen it, man, let them know. For those that have seen the pregame show, let them know, man. It's a good time. We have a great time. All right, let's get 254 in here. 254, what it is, what it do. How you doing, man, on this Friday morning? This feel-good Friday? I'm feeling great, bro. Wow, that's awesome, man. Well, I was just joined in a little late, and I saw the uh, listening to the Anthony Brown conversation. Just got to remember, Jerry Jones is that guy with the flip phone, man. He's going to stick <laughs> with that cell phone until, you know, until it, until it just goes dead on him, man. Yeah. You got the cell phone that does pretty much as a laptop now nowadays but jerry's gonna stick with that 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 same old flip phone man and that's how i see anthony brown man is he's got his he's got his flip phone man and and time out it don't matter that he's (laughs) i I love that analogy i gotta write that down a b is jerry's flip phone he just ain't giving it up oh i love it he ain't giving it up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got others. You got your other cornerbacks over here. That, you got, that, that, you got your you, know, I, you got your iPhone got, 11 with Kennedy. You got your iPhone 12 right. with 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 uh, uh Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, I mean, you got the new shiny right. toy, the iPhone 13 with Nation you know Wright. But he wants to stick with Jerry the old said, Razor, the Motorola Flip. Razor. <laughs> hey, Jerry said all I need to do is dial out and text that's it i don't need nothing else what is that the uh what do they call it the, the face uh, time the t9 the t9 that's all he, oh, he got the t9 text. he don't you know even got the quartery he got the t9 <laughs> he got the t9 that's it the text yeah, yeah he don't have no emojis no nothing he, play, hey, he playing snake we, we playing snake right way be. <laughs> so you know I, I mean i get it you know what i'm saying i mean yeah. i don't like it but I get it if that's what he's comfortable with. If he feels like that's what you know, you 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 the man. You yeah. you got three Super Bowl rings, hey. But as Cowboy Nation and people like you and others, we gonna point out the flaws. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We gonna say, hey, bro, you 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 spent a second round pick on a cornerback that you invested in. Same thing last year. Now look at the dividends that is paying that you got that second round pick on the field early. You know. Diggs, yeah. if you really look at it, Diggs is, is this this game will probably be his first full season as a cornerback. Man, that's valuable, man. That's valuable. 
You know, he missed those first couple of games. He missed a couple of games from, uh, I believe it was a foot injury. Yeah. But Diggs is, is really starting to come into his own because he got that experience early. And that's what you want to do with your young cornerbacks. And, and I don't even understand what they're doing with Kennedy. I mean, that, that just blows my mind, man. I mean, you can't sit here and say that, it, you know, we're going to put our best guys on the field and you got – you know, a guy that's intercepting a pass almost every day that you read, and he can't get on the field. I, 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 that just blows my mind. I don't understand it. But, hey, it is what it is. I can't complain. We're 1-1. One and one. We could be 2-0. and oh. And if you're on the negative side, we could be 0-2. Oh but as it stands, we're 1-1. One and one. We're going into a, a, a pivotal uh, divisional game. And this was my second point. These are the games that will tell you a lot about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles, if you look on paper and if you watch film, are way are overmatched, are highly overmatched by the Dallas Cowboys. Years past, this would be if Dallas would win, it'd be a 24-20 late game comeback by Dak Prescott. Or if we lose, it would be a, a close game, and Philadelphia just Dallas shot themselves in the foot. No. This is what championship teams do. They put these type of teams away, and they put them away early. This is one of these games. This, is a, this should be a statement game. You're in a home game. You got a, you got a home crowd, a divisional rival. You are overmatched, you're over, you're overmatched and overpowered your opponent. You should blow this team out and send a message to the rest of the league. Like, we're for real. This is not the same old Dallas Cowboys, what could go wrong, will go wrong. No. Put your foot on their neck. Think about Come it. Come out swinging. This Eagles team, we talked about it yesterday, is, there's not much difference than from last year. The, the, most of their players are returning. Not. You get Devontae Smith, you know, at receiver. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback. And Dallas should have went 2-0 against Philly with Andy Dalton. And Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. You I, got I, Dak Prescott. Pres- exactly. You got Dak Prescott now. And, and I, subs- you got it. Oh. I subscribe to the fact that when you have a good team, I think Dallas has a good team. We don't know if they're great yet. That we have to, They have to build to get great, and they have a chance to do that. But they have a good team. So when you go into a game and you have a good team and you're not playing a great team and your quarterback is better than said quarterback, I don't really don't want to hear it. Dallas should win the game. That team should win the game. You know, now the, the first week's a different story. You're going up against a great team with a great quarterback, so that one's going to be a bit more of a fight. Yes, this is a, uh, a division rival. No doubts about it. These things, you know, things happen against division rival games, but I am absolutely with you. I look across the board, and I'm like, Dallas should absolutely win this game. And, in fact, they should get up on this team early because Philly hasn't seen – Anything like this Dallas offense this year. In fact, the last time they seen this Dallas offense, they got their asses whooped with Andy Dalton. Absolutely. And throw in the, the X factor, you don't got Mike Nola running the defense. You got Dan Quinn, <laughs> a competent mind. Yep. Oh, you this, know, this and defense. Mike Nola last year. And I'm going to be real with you. I'm trying to think last year who was that. Oh, we did have D-Law, so maybe that might be a bit disrespectful. Uh, but I, I think this defensive philosophy and the camaraderie and the kind of cohesiveness of this defense is better than the defense was last year when they played Philly. I'm just being real. So, I, 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 mean, I listen, man. 
you, you got Darian Thompson and 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 um, Wilson in the back. Uh, man, they, man in the they back had to play. They had to play Jordan Lewis at free safety. Remember that? C.J. Goodwin as oh, a spy. Yeah. C.J. Goodwin as a spy. I mean, I think you're better at linebacker this year. You had you were running out Joe Thomas and and uh, relying on Jalen Smith. And I just really believe that this team, for some reason. And they're, they're responding under Dan Quinn, and they're flying to the football. And that's all you want from a team, man. If yeah. you look at Super Bowl winners, you, they don't. There's, there's, the last few Super Bowl winners aren't these big bolstering defenses. You don't have the Ravens or the Buccaneers. That's not how you win. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need my defense to be no. all time great. I don't need that. You need them to be opportunistic. You need them to be opportunistic. This just this reminds me of the greatest show on turf. On turf, that defense. You remember that offense was just Marco unstoppable. Farr, you had Bruce. Uh, oh, you have. I mean, the offense was unstoppable, but the the defense was the one. You had your Dre Bly. You had Dre your Marco Farr. Yeah, you, you, you had opportunities. Right, and those were guys created turnovers. Yeah, you moved the ball up and down the field on them, but when they needed to stop, they got it. When they needed to turn over, they got it, and they got it back into the hands of that lethal offense, and that offense made you pay. Every possession that you gave that offense, they made you pay. So when that defense gave that offense extra possessions, that's why they were blowing teams out, and that's why they went to the Super Bowl and won it. They were able to turn those extra possessions into points, and that's how Dallas is actually built and structured if you look at it. Well, so far – so far, the defense is getting those turnovers. They lead the league with six. Um, they're flying around the ball. They look very aggressive, confident, and sure. Like, what we're not seeing, we're not seeing breakdowns in coverage. How many times did we see that last year? So, And I know, that, I know the bar is set low because of 2020, but I'm just being real. It does feel good to be able to go into these games and these drives having the confidence that KZ and Curse are going to be where they're supposed to be. Even on the, if you want to call it a breakdown, where A.B. got beat by the other A.B., it wasn't really a breakdown. Uh, uh, K.Z. was covering for Jordan Lewis, who fell. So I love I love the discipline schematically from this team on defense, and it's only going to get better because you're going to get guys back. So let's do it. Right. And and I, the, the last point I do want to make is, is that Dan Quinn – he, he he can put his stamp on this game right now because I really believe that uh, Jalen Hurts is not a good uh, quarterback to that reads defenses. He's not in his he's not at that point in his career yet. I believe Dan Quinn can design some things to make uh, Jalen Hurts see ghosts and see thirteen men out there. And if he can do that, then this game is going to get out of hand for Philly real quick. But if he sits back in cover two, cover three, and just let Jalen Hurts pick him, pick, find his uh, target and pick him apart, it's going to be close, and you don't want that with this team. You don't want to give them any type of confidence. You want to put your foot on their neck and put it on it early, man. Uh, Scott, man, I appreciate you, man. You take care. Love what you guys do, and go Cowboys. Yes, sir. Appreciate the call, brother. Enjoy your weekend, man. Yes, sir. All right, let's get 831 in here. I know you've been on hold, brother. 831, what it is, what it do? Hey, Sky, how are you? I'm good, man. This is Nacho from the Bay. Uh, you know, I call here and there. I was I was going through a path where I lost signal, so 
I'm glad I'm back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let me chime in to uh, what you folks are talking about this morning. Uh, absolutely, I think it's pretty obvious that opposite of Diggs, you know, is an area of, of, of concern, you know, with Brown. Uh, but, uh, you know, I tell you what, it's exciting. I was, uh, I was at the Chargers game live, and the energy that I saw on that sideline and just the, uh, uh, the, the assistant coaches just coaching up mm-hmm. the players and Dak and everybody, uh, 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 just, just, just the, the, the leadership. I hear about that cohesiveness. This team is playing together. They're playing for each other. And it's like you just feel this, this family brotherhood out there, and, and it's early. It's exciting. Uh, but without a doubt, to your point earlier in the conversation, I am one fan that I completely believe that between now and the trading deadline or before or what have you, if this team and this coaching staff really feels that, hey, we can really make some noise, get into the playoffs and be that team that we want to be, then we better keep our eyes alert and open and make sure that when that opportunity presents itself to get that veteran player to get us over the hump via cornerback, D-tackle, uh, or that safety. We, we need to get we that. Safety. We, we need good that. At safety. You know what I'm saying? No, safety. I like it. I like it. I like the thought process, man, because it's it's going for the gusto. Right, like if you get to about week five, I think we're going into we go into week seven. Y'all help me out here, schedule wise. I think it's a bye. I think going to the yeah, bye yeah. week, I yeah. think is week seven. If you can get to the bye week at five and one, four and two, or whatever, you're you're feeling good, but you really want to make a move to solidify yourself. Yeah, I would love to be like, you know what? Let's go make this. Let's make this trade here. There's a there's a veteran guy who's. Maybe, you know, a team is not good. They want to get rid of or what have you. If it's a defensive tackle because we're getting thin there, if it's DE, whatever, if it's a corner, whatever. Yeah, I would be with that. Absolutely, man. The best teams do things like that. They don't just sit on their hands every year and rely on Jags. And my what I call Jags, just another guy. So I would be for it uh, if, if you need to. If you don't, you don't. But if, if, if you're ready to go for the gusto and say, let's do this thing. I feel like this is a Super Bowl team. Then go make a Super Bowl move. I love it. Right, and, and, and you know we remember the, the you know the, the uh, uh, Everett safety, the, the, the Charles Haley, the, the you know what I mean, just uh, the Deion Sanders. Obviously, these are the, the you know top you know available you know trades, but but we are if, Mar- if Mar- we're Cooper. there, which I you did it with you Amari. Have, Amari Cooper, Amari. Ever since Amari, we traded a first. Everybody thought, okay, maybe that's too high because he was kind of. He was a solid player with the Raiders. He dropped a lot of balls. But yet, that first-round draft pick for Amari, oh, that was a game. It's a game-changer for our offense. So, therefore, to what we're talking about, I, you know, I heard rumors, uh, I, you know, something about the, the Bucks, maybe even us doing the due diligence on, say, a Richard Sherman, for example, you know, obviously has worked under Dan Quinn and all that. I mean, I I understand Richard's got his own personal, you know, mm. issues to deal with and all that. But an example, let's say a Richard Sherman, for example. A guy like that that can come in there, give us a locker room presence, championship caliber type of 
players that can come in and say, hey, listen, we want to win a championship. This is what we got to do. Yeah, and I, we need those type of team players. You know he, what I mean? He was the name I brought up earlier in the offseason for that exact reason. When I talked to Brian McFadden, he agreed as well, getting a veteran cornerback. Um, I know he's not what he was, but I think we all can agree he's better than number 30. I think he's better than number 30, especially in this type of defense where he understands like the back of his hand. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the situation is with Richard. I, I kind of threw it out the window, though, when I remember what he said about plantations and Jerry Jones. I can't really see that happening unless he has a conversation with Jerry and all that stuff. But nonetheless, a move like that could work. Could work. So exciting. Exciting stuff. Thank you for your show. Uh, you. you do an outstanding job as usual. And, uh, Thank you, man. Yeah, Monday night coming up. And here's a three. I'll leave it at this. Last, lastly, three-game home stretch. You got Carolina, who's looking very solid. They obviously, unfortunately, lost some key players. Looks like they lost Horn, and then they got a hammy to the yep, running yep. back. Carolina, uh, you get you get, you Car- get uh, Eagles, right. Carolina, and Giants. They Car- right, so we got Philly, Carolina, and Giants. Which, if we take it week to week, uh, I don't see why we can't go. You know, four and one. Um, this team is very capable of that, and I think they've shown the resilience of, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's rejuvenating to kind of have that feeling of, oh, we lost a player or two or, you know, obviously many yeah, injuries. The, yeah, they're showing depth. We used to be done. We used to be done, and now we're finding ways to, to win, finding ways to do what we need to do, and, and hopefully the coaching staff, you know, with McCarthy as well, you know, I can do a, a little bit better job of that managing the game a little bit more to kind of get us over the hump. But other than that, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting, yep. and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful Friday, and uh, look forward to hearing from you next week. Thank All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Have a good weekend. Uh, real quick before I get back, because we didn't even get finished the whole mailbag, but we'll get back into that. Uh, donation here. I didn't get to a couple of them. Super chat. Uh, from T. Gordon. Appreciate the $5 donation. He says, love the work still. Keep it going, young man. Thank you, sir. Um, Super chat. And my guy, L. Gene, shout, salute to you. He says, shout out, Sky, and all Cowboys Nation. Let's get this W and show the world why they love to hate us and secretly our Cowboys fans with the, from the 90s with starters jackets. Yeah. All right, let me jump back to finish this mailbag. I told Lamont a long time ago. I said, I got you, Lamont. <laughs> so Lamont over on YouTube, here on YouTube, says, do you think they should groom Jabril Cox to play middle linebacker? That way Micah can be what he is, a multi-positional player. I feel like if he's not stuck at Mike and can line up everywhere and be our start to bring back the doomsday. I, I do like that idea, Lamont. I kind of like that idea. Um... Because Micah's shown he can do it all. He is showing he can do it all. And Jabri- I do believe Jabril Cox and Micah Parsons are the future at middle or at linebacker. It's just a matter of how you deploy them because they're both kind of versatile guys, right? Like Jabril Cox is a phenomenal coverage dude who can play backside uh, the run very well backside. It's the point of attack where Jabril struggles right now because he's young. But um, not a bad idea if he can hold up at middle linebacker. If not, then obviously you swap him. Uh, Lupe or Lupe over on here on YouTube says, what do you got? Uh, what do you have us doing in 2022 draft position draft early draft stuff? This is really super, super early, but I wanted to answer the question right now. 
at this very moment, it might sound crazy due to, you know, how well this unit's playing. A lot of people would say lineman because you got the Lyell situation. A lot of people might say corner, but you already got Kelvin. Some might say defensive tackle, but you got Osa, you got Hill, you got Neville. Going to go safety. Because you ain't got nobody back there except uh, Donovan Wilson that's playing on more than a one-year deal. And Izzy. So I'm going to go safety. And it may be because I like that kid Kyle Hamilton out of uh, Notre Dame who I want real bad. So, But, man, it's a good question. Good early question. And then finally, T. Gordon, he says, had the block punt worked or the 60-yard field goal been good, we would be talking about Coach Fossil a lot different. Ah, I don't, I don't, not the 60-yard field goal. I, that, that had nothing to do with Fossil. But the block punt, I, like I said, to me, it's all about the process, but a lot of people would have been loving it. Uh, would you prefer the Cowboys remain aggressive on special teams or would you prefer them to play conservatively? Um, I would prefer them to be smart. That's that's where I'm at with it. I don't think there's an either or. Oh, we, I can't be stupidly aggressive, so I got to be ultra conservative. Nah, you can be you can be smart and be aggressive. Just pick your spots right. I don't think that was the right spot. That's all I'm saying. Um, Crumb says we don't go safety. I know, I know, Crumb. They, they always, you know me. I love safety. They never prioritize a damn position. But and if you got a shot at Kyle Hamilton, how the hell do you pass that up? Dude's a beast, man. Mel says resign the safeties we have. Well, it's a two way street. <laughs> it's a two way street. You know, if these guys perform or they hit the market and, and Hooker is, is fine, and KZ keeps balling, curse is shut, they going to hit that market. And you know how good old Stephen Jones is. Anything over like a $3.5 million threshold, he's not with. So do you maybe extend one prior? But still, I, I'm, I'm of the, you know me, I'm of the belief. I don't think any of these guys are have the potential of a Kyle Hamilton. And and, and that's, again, me being biased. I love this Kyle Hamilton cat. I think he's going to be the next perennial Pro Bowl beast of a safety. Get that man. Get that man. Um, All right, let's get 209 in here. Then Freight Train's back up in here. All right, Freight Train, we'll get you to close it out. 209, you there? Yeah, I'm here, bro. What's going on, Scott? What's up, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. That's good to hear. Yeah, I'm the one I think I called you like last week when I was telling you about the coaches and how I was like kind of paranoid about them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad we did put out that win. I was very confident in us beating the Chargers. It was a nail biter, but I'm glad we pulled it out. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I just had a few comments I wanted to say um, that I kind of been noticing behind the scenes that nobody's really, really talking about and get your thoughts on it. Sure. But I'm starting to see like a little bit of a changing of like not just culture with our team, but I'm kind of seeing that stigma, that word that's been around as far as like being a team that couldn't really get over the hump and we can't really like, you know, get to where we need to go. But I'm just seeing like little things that's changing that I'm starting to like just get a little bit excited about because things in the past, you know, are starting to slowly, you know, not be as they were before. But I really think that us playing that first game against the Bucks, like, 
I think that's going to do us so well in the long run because just playing the champs the very first game, you don't know what you got. And us being able to go against them and play them the way that we did, I just feel like that's going to give us so much confidence going forward. And it gave me confidence personally that I'm truly not worried about too many of these teams that we got coming yep. up, um, especially the quarterbacks, how you were saying. Um, once we got Dak, like I literally – and it could just be, be – me being biased as a Cowboy fan, and I'm just overly confident, but I just see this team being different. Like, I don't see the same team in the past, you know. Like, I just see, like, certain things. Like, we still make our little bonehead, you know, mistakes and things like that that we've done in the past, like key mistakes at key times, which I kind of see that starting to change as well. But Dak being the way he is and the leader that he's turning to, I really just – Maybe I got all my trust in Dak, but I just feel like a changing of a, a culture change is happening with us. What do you think about that? It's funny that you bring that up. We had a, a caller yesterday who had a similar take. He was like, man, it feels like he was speaking specifically defensively. Uh, there's a culture. He felt there was a culture change. And I was like, I think there's an attitude change. I definitely yeah, feel like exactly. the attitude word. is so different with this defense specifically. Yeah. And when you get Dak back, mm-hmm. the culture automatically improves, right? When you get Dak back. But um, you but you know what I really, really truly think, like not just it's the attitude, but I think it's the attitude of expecting to win. Like before, when we would say that, like, you know, we expect to win every game and yada yada. I don't truly know how much we really believe that. Like, but now I just feel like when I hear Dak said, oh, we we expected to win. We expected to go in there and beat the Bucks. Like, I'm really starting to believe that they feel like that and the attitude that they're showing on the field is kind of reflecting that. When we get these turnovers, like the camaraderie, when they celebrate together, like just their attitude, you can see the players on the field, they're down there talking mess. And I just see like a full attitude culture change with this team where it's going to get real ugly for people later in this year. Like, one of the I'm things really, that like all the-, the league praises the Dallas Cowboys for is their locker room. Like, they have one of the best locker rooms, even with Jason Garrett. This locker room has is, is always been good, especially with Dak Prescott um, at the helm. So, you know, the camaraderie and all that stuff is, is great. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock that at all. But they've had that, right? They've had that. What they haven't yeah. had – is the winning mentality like you talk about. That so winning to, culture, to yeah. Get that it's winning mentality, you have <clears throat> to close, you have to win, and you have to win against good teams. They didn't quite do it yes. against Tampa, but I'm with you in the sense that, man, it was good to play them first because you got a chance it off the, the bat. It was the best thing that could have happened. You got us. a chance yep. off the bat to say, hold up. Yeah, we can, you, can, you can go into the game. You can go into the game like, yeah, I expect to win and all that stuff. But when you come out the game, like, hold up, man. We we want blow for blow with that's these boys. We could have knocked them out. Like, this is your, this is your king? Come on. And you come, come out of on, that? Come and, then, on. and then from there, it doesn't get harder. From, from Tampa, you know Thank what I mean? You. It's not like you started off against Jacksonville. You started off against Thank the you. best and it didn't get harder. Tom that's Brady. why I said after Tom you Brady. move af- after you move along from from Tom and Justin Herbert, boy, it gets real nice when you when you play Jalen. I'm Hardy. just saying a few uh, <laughs> you know I mean? quick things I wanted to say. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I just feel like just going forward, like I'm not too worried about. Nobody else. As far as the division you, games, like I'm literally, I'm literally not worried about nobody in our division. I, I, I promise you, Sky. Like nobody in our division gonna be able to touch us this year. 
All the um, Cowboy fans that's out there worried about these games, do not be worried. I'm going to give you one stat. That's why you don't need to be worried. 19-6. and six. Dak Prescott is 19-6 and six against the NFC East. 7-1 against the football team. 7-2 against the Giants. 5-3 and three against the Eagles. I'm not worried about nobody in the division. So it's, <laughs> that's just how I feel. Like, Eagles don't got the same defense I feel like that they've had in the past that gave us trouble. Brandon Graham just got, got hurt, and he was a thorn in Somebody our side for year. all these years. I was so – I was like, they in trouble. When he went down, I was like, oh, they in trouble. Because the yeah. only thing that ever gave us problems from the Eagles is their defensive line. Their defensive line, they've had linebackers. But other than that, I just feel like in Dak Prescott, I trust, and I just feel like he's really going to take us there, and I'm not too worried about it. And I feel like one more thing that I wanted to say, I feel like our depth is really, really showing this year that it hasn't showed in the past. Like in the past, we would play second and third players, um, string players, and we would look so terrible out there like this year. We kind of, our depth is kind of there. I don't think they want to throw out our depth too soon. Like we've been forced to play with our depth because of the injuries and COVID, but I don't think they want to use all our depth that we got. I know people clamoring for Kennedy and all these other players. They're not going to want to use them right now because we might need them later in the season. You see how this COVID stuff is taking over. Like we're not, we're going to need these players. So we got to just be patient. I know I want to see Kennedy. I'm tired of Anthony Brown myself, but they're not going to bench Anthony Brown unless he get hurt. He's not going anywhere. So we need to quit banging our head against the wall with Anthony Brown. But just going forward, I just want to say I believe in his team, and I believe we definitely going places this year. Yeah, I believe in him as well, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you, brother. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Enjoy your weekend, period. You too, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. You too. Go Cowboys. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I absolutely came in. And y'all know. We talked about it uh, preseason. I firmly believe this team was a double-digit win team. I'm not taking the next. The next leap is: is this team going to win the Super Bowl? That's never been me. You know that takes a lot. Um, I do think, however, I remember when Jesse asked me this question, or not asked me the question, but um, he said, "Well, where do you have? Yeah, what's the question? Where do you have Dallas at among the the teams?" I said, "Well, it's a it's a broad question. We'll be talking here. We talk the defense is like it was last year. Is the defense better? You know, Dak is cool. Yeah. He said, "Oh, everything is good. You know, defense is better." Offense is what it is. I said, excuse me, sir. If the defense is better and Dak is fine, this is an NFC Super Bowl contending team. But that was a huge if because we didn't know what the defense was going to be yet. It's trending, right? It's trending. And you want to continue to see them build on this. But for me to have the utmost confidence heading into a playoff, and then we're in week two, so we're not we're not always there yet. I, I would love to see them get victories over like the Chargers and the, the the Chiefs, right? These good teams beat these good teams, man. So when you go in against them in the playoffs, you go in with the utmost confidence, not only as a fan but as a team. All right, uh, freight train man, close us out, brother. Close us out. Yeah, cause your buddy sort of that last call sort of. So my thunder slightly. What's that? Most candidates, these people, they, they listen to your show. Don't think they don't, Sky. Who's that? Who, who's, who's watching the show? Man, Dallas Cowboys, you, Long, <laughs> Ross, I'm telling you, you got you guys, because see, they want to know what's going on, what, what, what some of the fans are saying, mm. because they know what's getting ready to happen. Maurice Kennedy, stay patient. Your time is coming. Your time. I got a theory why you ain't on the field, but we're not gonna get into that. But I just saw draft every on every call. What I just said the last time I saw 
yeah, build he, through the draft. I've been, I've been looking at Hamilton. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. boy, that, we get him. Oh my! Listen, God. man, listen. And again, I don't even. I'm not even a, the draft guy until the season's over. But I've been watching more college football uh, this year, and yeah. that Hamilton kid is special. He's he's special. I, I love I love your guy from Georgia though too, Davis, the the DT. Yeah. Um, I would love to have him, yeah. but but man, we haven't had a safety like a Hamilton since Woody. So I would love to have him. I'm gonna be real with you, man. And my thing is, and we, we get, like this season and the draft, all hands on deck. Trust you, best best believe them scouts are looking right now, brother. They they know Dan Quint. They they know what they want to look at. They, they already started on the draft. Don't think they're not because the three sixty five. You got regional scouts. They're gonna, like that, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna handle that in. My thing is, the last last point I want to make is Cowboys, Cowboy Nation, stay patient. On the worst end, eleven and six. I'll take that. It's okay. Sometimes you just take a couple lumps to get in there. Thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. In that range right there, I'm fine. The key is, it ain't how you start; it's how I you finish. finish. I know. Finish strong, just like in the games. The, every possession is so important. I want our defense to get off the field on third. If we start getting off the field on third down, get some more three and outs, let me tell you something. When you put more possessions back in the game, when you give back the ball more possessions, let me tell you something. Like how it was in the 90s and stuff. I, I, I lived through all that stuff. We had turn up. We did what we needed to do. We got possessions, and we put our foot on the neck. When that, third, when that fourth quarter comes, I want the foot on your neck. I want to – if we scored another – 10 points or 14 points in the fourth quarter. And just, and just to where you got to beat people to a submission. And if we ever go up on anybody's corner one or nothing mm-hmm. in the first quarter, it's a wrap. You said two of the things we that were on my to-improve list. Get off the field on third down and score in the fourth quarter. If Dallas – I'm not asking them to do that the best in the league, but if they improve on those things, they just have to improve on it. You're talking about – uh, one of the most complete teams now in football. You're, you're talking about a defense that gets turnovers, right? A defense that gets off the field, and then an offense that can beat you any way you want to get beat. How you want to lose this week? Do you want Zeke and TP to run on you? Do you want Dak to throw for 350 and four tutties? How you want to lose? So if they can do those those two things improve, the rest to me is up to the coaches to make sure they put these guys in the best position to win. I love it because the first two games we went through the, this. We went through the storm, y'all. That was the storm. The first two games, that was the storm. And now that if the sun is shining right now in Columbia, South Carolina, that's what you need to get to. We just we got and see. My thing is all hands. The key that seems like I told you before, all hands on deck. All hands on. We're going and I want. I love for us to get deep when it comes to this lineman, this and that. I want everybody to eventually hit the field because see. Well, injuries come, but I want to be ready where what we the only thing we got to do is reload and add a free agent here and there. Man, yes, I'm sir. free train, big dog, and I'm out. I'll talk to you later, man. My God, appreciate you, dog. <laughs> All right, man, we locking up the lines. About to end the show. Uh, but you know before we end the show how we do. It's what? It's Feel Good Friday. So we want to know from you guys. Yeah. What is something... That has you feeling good heading into the weekend. I got, I got, a, I got one for y'all for all my Texas folk. We're just about to have a little fun on the way out of here. Um, a couple things really, but 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 one in particular about music. 
But it's Feel Good Friday, man. So what has you guys feeling good? Uh, no problem, Mystic. He says, thanks, guy. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Indeed. Um, someone else talked about the show. Good stuff. Thank you, Adrian. Um, I appreciate you guys, man. Sheila, man, listen, you already know. We like fam, so all the support, I appreciate it, man. But Feel Good Friday, man. What what has you feeling good? It can be Cowboys related. It can be personal. It can be a friend. It can be family. You just had a kid. You got a raise. It's payday. You know, what has you feeling good? I'll start off while you guys figuring that out. One, my my boys are coming down here, man. 717, Shawnee, Lee, uh, Roy, Jerry, like my, my fam from Harrisburg, PA, shout out to you. They'll be down here this week, uh, this weekend for the Cowboys-Eagles game. They'll be coming through the pregame show. We'll be doing some things this weekend. So I feel good about that. Clutch said he's feeling good about watching football and my youth football team that I coach and play under the lights tomorrow. Here we go. I tell you what, when I used to play youth football, man, it wasn't nothing like a, like a night game. Oh, boy. I was loving um, Gregory says, I feel good about Dak being back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. North of the Star asks, will there be a show Monday morning? Absolutely. Absolutely there'll be a show Monday morning. Monday morning might even be wilder than today because I know y'all finna call in and be super hype about Monday. Um, I, I know I said I won't be long today. We were long, but I don't think I'll be long Monday because I got a lot going on that day to get ready for Monday Night Football. I'm heading out to Texas Live. Super early to set up, even though it's the evening game. I'm still heading out there early to set up because it's the first home game. Parking is going to be ridiculous. Traffic is going to be ridiculous, so I'll be there early. David C. says retirement. You just retired? Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, (laughs) Josh, I feel good that we're about to get that felony for killing some eagles. (laughs) Facts. Riker says, seeing my team play live in person on Monday for the first time. Wow. It is an experience, Riker. And you're doing it at Texas State or at AT&T Stadium. Man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, Kermit says, Jimmy Johnson finally getting inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Let me bring up the chat box for you. I didn't bring y'all up all day. Uh, JR says, coming to Dallas to knock out this inspector exam today. Hey, knock it out, brother. Crush that thing. Stephen Jones, I feel good because the Cowboys are just getting started. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Steve White set my drums up. <laughs> Eagles week feels good. Here's the other thing I'm feeling good about. I'm new to Texas, right? And I had made this tweet on uh, Twitter. And I was like, man, shout out to Semi Hoko for putting me on this song. I think you know how they did this thing where they do this little, this fun thing. They ask a question and. The guys are coming coming into the locker room or coming back from practice. And one of them was about their favorite R&B song or something like that or sing a song. Semi starts singing, and I'm like, whoa, my man got pipes. But hold up, what song is that? <laughs> and the song he was singing was Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. So I said, let me go. Let me go look at the song. Bruh, I had no idea. That Chris Stapleton did not sing. He can sing. Chris Stapleton can sing. He he could come to the, you know how we're gonna do the cookout? He a cookout candidate. I know we didn't do cookout candidates today. We'll do cookout candidates on Monday. He could come to the cookout. And then I said, all right, let me go down a 
you know, let me type it. Let me go down a, a, a rabbit hole with Chris Stapleton. I found myself working yesterday listening to a dozen of Chris, Chris Stapleton songs, and I am officially a Chris Stapleton supporter. That boy, that man can sing. I'm I'm convinced he got some. T- he's related to Aretha, Luther, Big Luther, not Little Luther, or somebody, because that's not no country. He got country twang. Like don't don't get me wrong. Like he got a little. He got the twang to him. But man, when he lets out, he's so full as hell. So if you don't know who Chris Stapleton is, which a lot of y'all probably already do, man, go look him up. You'll thank me later, and you'll feel good. All right, man. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and press this button so we can get up out of here. It is Friday. Feel good Friday. Love the show. Love the energy y'all brought. I hope y'all enjoyed the energy I brought. And, uh, yeah, enjoy y'all weekend. No A to Z prime time. No A to Z prime time today. He'll be back Sunday night, probably to recap the NFL. I'll be back Monday, 8 a.m.-ish. Hey, happy birthday to Curtis Liggins' grandmother. Happy birthday, brother. Love y'all. Peace. Salute to the my God. We out. want what? I want me some glory hope.